Welcome to Strung Out, the podcast that looks at life through the lens of an artist. Your host is the artist, writer, and musician, Martin Lawrence McCormack. Now here's Marty. Welcome to Strung Out. I'm Marty McCormack. And I'm Sandeep Gopal. This is our 72nd podcast. Pretty amazing that we have kept this thing going. Always great to have you on the podcast. It's always fun to be here. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you, and you're the perfect person to talk about this, because last week, last Monday, NPR had a thing about Diwali, mm-hmm. the Indian holiday. And it yep. wasn't like, oh, we're just going to talk about this because it's a human interest story in the sense that... Uh, a billion people celebrate it. I thought what was amazing about it was, for me, it said, Indian America has arrived, so to speak. Because when you start talking about Diwali, Hanukkah, and Christmas, mm-hmm. yep, that says something, right? Yeah. And so I, I just wanted to get your perspective as an Indian American for this podcast about Indian Americans, not that you can speak for everybody, but... From your own perspective, where are things at for India-America today? You mean politically or uh, just... Everything. This country, of course, you have to deal with politics first. Sure. And there have been notable outliers, I would say, in the Indian-American community, like Bobby Jindal from Louisiana. Right. And... Nikki Haley from South Carolina. Nikki Haley, Kamala Harris now. And then I can never say his last name, but Raj... Who I remember when I was living in Lincoln Square was going door to door. Yep, the congressman from Chicago. And now he is really coming up there. Yeah. Do you think we are seeing something that is indicative of the Indian American community starting to feel its oats saying that we are a political block? Yeah. Just a little bit of history. The Indian diaspora first, well, the Indians first started coming to the U.S. in the 70s when... They opened up immigration to all countries and not just European countries. And that's when you had the first sort of skilled migrants from India, engineers, doctors, PhD students, mathematicians. And what we see today are their kids. And if you look at our vice president, Kamala Harris, her mother came here as a graduate student, stayed in Berkeley. And and I'm sure it's the same with everyone else, the the Raja Krishnamurtis, Pramila Jayapal. They're all children of immigrants, the first generation. And so they have that immigrant grit, but they also are part of the American fabric. This is the only country they've known, but they have their Indian influence. And so as the first generation to be born here, we see them reach Gen X and millennials. They are claiming their place in American politics, in American government, business. So, yeah, I think uh, we're starting to hear the rumblings of a real powerful block, a water block. And it's not a, a monolith in the sense that they're all Democrats. Oh, no. They span the spectrum. And it's just as messy and frustrating as, as any other block. You have people that supported Donald Trump and actually served in some of the lower ranks in his organization and committed some real nefarious acts in the Department of Defense. Right, the the one guy that they're they're like trying to go after. I shouldn't be surprised, but I was surprised because my internal bias, I guess it started changing when Bobby Jindal and Nikki Haley were out there and I'm like... And at the other end of the spectrum, you have Pramila Jaipal, the congresswoman from 
I think the state of Washington, Washington yeah. very progressive, almost in the Bernie Sanders camp. And then you have centrists like Kamala Harris, Ro Khanna from San Francisco, who are more, you know, pro-business, pro-big tech, but left-leaning you know, centrist Democrats. So it's the whole spectrum. One thing I noticed about as an outsider looking at the Indian American community, it seems to me like the Indian American community doesn't refer to itself so much as a, a community, like we have a voice sort of thing. Right. Like where you have the African American community for its historical reasons. You know that when you say that African American community, you, you realize there's a political action to it. There's a societal action to it. Yeah. Um, you might get it a little bit nowadays with the Chinese American community, but the Indian American community always seems to be still water to some degree uh, sure. from an outside observer. Why is that? Because it's a huge community in this country. And is that just something that speaks to uh, society that Americans of Indian yeah. heritage come from or what? We are notably absent in the mass movements like the social justice movement. Maybe we're not as uh, visible in the like LGBT community, but it's not entirely accurate. So a little backstory again. During the Cold War, India aligned itself with the Soviet bloc. Or we, we formed this third bloc where we said we're not really with either side. That rubbed America the wrong way. Uh, and so in the 70s and 80s, there was a sort of this cold... Um, relationship between the two countries. But as the generation of Indians who came here in the 70s and 80s did well for themselves professionally and entered the ranks of power, they nudged uh, the two countries together. So in the 90s, both India and Pakistan conducted nuclear tests, and Bill Clinton famously put sanctions against both countries. But the next government, George W. Bush, thanks to a lot of the political lobbying from Indian Americans, quietly took away those sanctions and gave India a really beneficial civilian nuclear deal with a lot of technology transfer. And that was because of all the groundwork that a lot of Indians did in, in the corridors of power. So we're active. We're not as visible on the street, but there's a lot of jockeying for power that goes on behind this. You're bringing up an interesting point where you have Israeli Americans. Yep, Jewish. exactly. They're an affluent group. It's a powerful block. That's what yeah. I mean by the Indian American community. It's it is a powerful group. Yeah. It's that cohesiveness there, like you see with the Jewish American Congress. I think our issues that we fight for here are different. A lot of us who came here, including myself, were engineers, people with degrees and graduate degrees. So. We're not fighting for fair housing. We should be, but we're not. But we're fighting for removing what we think is anti-Asian bias in some advanced universities, more trade with South Asian countries, removing trade barriers. So it's a different group. It's more in the vein of Israeli-Jewish group that spans Israel and mm -hmm. U.S. It's in that same flavor. And it's funny that India and Israel also have deep ties now with defense. Unfortunately, the way we look at it is where the two non- Islamic countries were bookending this Islamic bloc, and so we need to watch out for each other. I don't necessarily agree with that view of the world. These are strange political times. So, In some way, that axis of the U.S., Israel, and India, that's an interesting bloc to look out for. We don't share a lot of racial history or ethnic history, but in the modern world, we've been forced together because of what we don't represent, You know, the, the countries that we... Uh, are not aligned with the Chinas, the, the Saudis, 
the Russians, we want to say we're not them, we're more pro-business. We like to think ourselves as democratic. And so that's an interesting block to watch out for. Let's take a little break right here. And we might as well just stay in the political realm because there's a lot to talk about just about the Indian American voting block. And then we can come back some other podcast to talk about the societal changes that the Indian American block has brought to this country. You're listening to Strung Out. podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the gifts of support we receive from listeners like you. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not send in your gift of love? Go to martinmccormack.com and click on the donate button. We're back. Sandeep and I are talking about the rise of Indian America 
and how it has now taken on a, a political mantle. And you brought up something I hadn't even thought about is just the the way that the diaspora in the United States from India has really brought those two nations together. Not so much, it seems, the Pakistani-American bloc has been able to get Pakistan to cozy up to America. You touch on it with Israel and with India that they're non-Muslim countries and uh there is a certain advantage there, I think, in some ways, because there is a hidden bias in the United States toward the Muslim community. But more so, I think it has to do with the fact that India itself is a big kid. It's a huge player. It's going to become the most populous nation, mm-hmm. I think, in this century, right? Yeah, it's a big market. Lots of people. We also are talking about a rising middle class that wants iPhones wants to watch Hollywood movies and Netflix is big in India. There's a lot of trade and commerce. A lot of Indian students in American universities, Indian CEOs who run American companies. I'm thinking in the back of my head, that's everything that China isn't right now. You don't hear about Indians taking intellectual prop from American companies. India is the world's largest democracy. It's What's not without its flaws. And there's yeah, there still some pharma companies complain that Indians are making too many genetic drugs of our, of our you know, prized innovations. But it's not as bad as China's. With the generic drugs, though, they have to get some sort of approval for that with the yeah. copyright. Since they are a democracy, China, by the other hand, they'll be like, hey, look, we just... Yeah, you know. we're not as brazen as China, yeah, yeah. that's for sure. You don't see any Indian stealth planes that look like the latest yeah. American stealth plane. China's going to continue to be a big problem. But let's get back onto mm-hmm. this side of the pond with India, America, and the political scene. How close do you think we are now to seeing the Indian community say, hey, we are this close. Right now, we have somebody of Indian extraction that's a heartbeat away from the presidency. And the guy that is president, he's in good shape. He could potentially be a one-term president and then resign and, and pass the baton. It's a matter of great pride to see a community that was here only, what, 40 years ago to suddenly have someone so close to the the seat of power. I know people celebrated in India. Incidentally, Kamala had her last name as a Gopal too, her her mother's maiden name. So we could be related. You probably are related to Kamala Harris. A DNA test might prove. (laughs) Wow. You Um, heard it here first, folks. (laughs) But no, it's... The rise has shocked me, too. When I came here 15 years ago, there weren't any Indians in American politics. This has all happened in the last, I want to say, five to six years, where suddenly we've seen more and more people come through. Yeah, India, for me, growing up, you had your Indian doctor. They were always white collar. You didn't hear about an Indian steel worker. Let me touch just very quickly then on caste. Is that a dead thing in India? What is our misconception on the American side about caste? The caste system is this ugly social hierarchy that uh, was prevalent in India for many centuries. It started out as a division of labor. You followed in your father's footsteps, but it quickly morphed into something where if you were born into a certain community, Mm -hmm. all the blacksmiths in India were from a certain family. All the carpenters, the warriors, the priests, you taught your children the trade, but it was used as a system of keeping everyone else 
uh, right. in their own in their place. It's not very different from race in in America. And the tragedy is that despite what a lot of urban Indians say, including myself, I was always aware of caste. Growing up, it was never an issue. I don't think I know if my friends, uh, what caste my friends belong to in urban India, but it's still a, it's still a problem in rural India. Mm-hmm. And anyone who denies that is is fooling themselves or lying. Is it a problem here? I've read a couple of cases where there's a, a case now in the state of California where an engineer in Cisco, the big networking company, accused his colleagues of denying him uh, a promotion because he was a, quote, lower caste. And that's made headlines, at least in the Indian community, because we pride ourselves, at least in the U.S., for being educated and forward-looking and part of the, the new technology scene. So how could we believe in something so backward? So is there something there? Maybe. I don't know the specifics of the case and whether there's some meat to it, but it seems like we need to have that conversation as a community too. Yeah, let's take another break here. I have an album coming up, Miss Rack Sue of Kid Songs. And so uh, I'm starting to promote that before we start earnestly selling it with the holidays coming up. Yeah, so you guys get a few days of respite before. Right. The tsunami of sales come <laughs> washing over. <laughs> no, this is going to be big, I can sense. Uh, let's hope. <laughs> so you got Sandeep and Marty here on Strung Out. We're talking India, America, rising. <laughs> I'll tell you what you gotta do Sit deep in the woods and if you're good you call it turkey to you What? We call the moose Our turkey call is too loose Let's try again. If you want to catch a turkey, I'll tell you what you gotta do. Sit deep in the woods and if you're good, you call a turkey to you. turkey if you want to catch a turkey i'll tell you what you gotta do sit deep in the woods and if you're good you call the turkey to you turkey call lack. Let's try again. If you want to catch a turkey, I'll tell you what you gotta do. Sit deep in the woods and if you're good, you call a turkey to you. Turkey. 
you want to catch a turkey, I'll tell you what you gotta do. Sit deep in the woods and if you're good, call the turkey to you. Holly Chase, director of Marty Fine Art Online Gallery, where you can now purchase Christmas cards featuring the painting titled Northern Lights. It's a playful winter scene and the first of Marty's annual Christmas card series. The limited edition cards are available in sets of 15 for $24 plus $5 shipping. They are printed on high-quality paper and are suitable for framing. Simply put a card in a 5x7 frame, add a ribbon and bow, and you have a joyful holiday gift for a party host, business colleague, neighbor, and all your art-loving friends. Visit the gallery at martinmccormack.com to view Northern Lights and order your cards. You can email me at martyfineart.com at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thanks for listening. And we are back and we are talking about India, America rising, the the fact that it's really becoming something to reckon with in this country as a voting force. And we're really looking at the politics today. Eventually, though, I want to get into the cultural aspects because I think that's another amazing thing. One area I've seen a lot of India America showing her face is space exploration, NASA, mm-hmm. and uh, something to be very proud about. In fact, I think the last uh, person that was handling the dragon flight going off was this Indian American mm-hmm. and the voice of uh, space control. What do they call that thing? I don't know. Mission control? Mission Thank you. Yeah. What... Do you think, if you had to predict what the next five years is going to bring for the Indian American community, are we going to see a President Kamala Harris? Are we going to see a deepening of offerings of politicians from the community? Or are we going to witness something, some sort of splintering is the next generation of Indian Americans come in. It's always the second generation leans back toward the motherland, and then the mm-hmm. third generation comes in, and they're like, well, what the, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so getting into that now. Yeah. We're getting into that third generation where they've little less of the Indian traditions, maybe their grandparents, but they're Americans at this yeah. point now. They're, they've got all the bad habits. 
And what's that going to do for the community? Again, I want to use the Jewish community from a political standpoint, because you talk about a lockstep community. They just seem to have their act together. What do you think if you had to make a huge prognostication (laughs) for the next five years? Yeah. Next elections scheduled. Yeah. I, I would like to see a president, Kamala Harris. I'd like to see a woman president in the U.S. It could be anybody, but she seems to be the closest to that position. So why not? She's a competent, very competent person, more competent than most people who've graced that position in a few years. But I don't know. She's fighting a very difficult path. She can't keep everyone happy. The certain the progressives are not happy with her. The right distrusts her. Yeah. And there's more to it than she's a woman. Yeah. And she's a woman. She's a woman of color. A woman of color. And though just last week, she kicked some major butt healing the rift right. with France. Yeah, she got the short end of the stick when it comes to the prickly issues in the presidency. And so people are are maybe nudging Biden to give her something a little more visible, some quick wins, uh, at least for an image. But as for a presidency, I don't know. I'm hopeful that people will be enthusiastic about her in the way that they were enthusiastic about President Obama 12 years ago. What about the... the Congress, you and I have talked about it, that the presidency is limited almost in some ways now. Are we going to see more of these conservative Indian Americans, do you think? Or do you think uh, the as a whole, in your unvarnished opinion, it's a progressive community by and large, right? Yeah, we see ourselves as uh, urban, middle class, upper middle class. We aspire to that. And group as a whole tends to lean democratic. I don't see us becoming very extremely left progressive. There are a few, like I said, Pramila Jaipa is very progressive. But there are a lot of people that have come up from the Bay Area who've, whose parents have been engineers. So they're pro-capitalism, pro-business, pro-free trade. But there's also a sense that, you know, we're all in this together. And we also see ourselves as a minority. And we need to uplift everyone up. So I foresee a lot of a new generation that's more centrist, maybe Uh left-leaning a bit. But I think we'll be a force to reckon with. And the same with the Jewish community was a force to reckon with. But at the same time, we're not a monolith. I'm as surprised as you to see the Bobby Jindals and the Nikki Haley's. And sure, will we see a staunch... Republican, Indian American, probably. Don't count against it. Bobby Jindal takes a cake. Not only is he Indian American, but he's from Louisiana. It's just, whoa. But, you know, only in America. I just want to touch on uh, something. The fact that this is a minority community. Do you feel that Indian Americans face any kind of discrimination? Is there overt racism that has flared up as a result of the last, let's say, half decade or so of this weird, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, the last gasp of uh, the good old boy. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? Yeah. What is it? I'm sure that we were talking about Trump, right? His he, name shall not be mentioned, yeah, we, as we, we say. say you know, yeah. That man, he it wasn't as bad. He signed a trade deal with India, and he did want to put some caps on immigration uh, as he was throwing a bone to the nativist part of his campaign. Did we face racism? My uncle came here in 1984, mm-hmm. and that was a very different time. Sure. So I really haven't asked him if he suffered racism. But at the same time, he lived in the Bay Area and in California, which is very progressive. But I'm sure the Indians that came before me the last 20 years, I was here in 2007, must have seen something. I've been fortunate in that the people who came before me built a, a good impression, paved the way for the rest of us to come and, and integrate ourselves within this melting pot. 
personally, I haven't faced racism. I'm sure if I pass my resume around and someone sees Sandeep Gopal, it's a name they haven't seen. They're going to think twice about it. But has someone um, something to my face or mm-hmm. have, do I feel like I've lost out on an opportunity? I can't say honestly I have. If okay. anything... Maybe being Indian American has worked in my favor, at least in the tech industry, where I may have been underqualified for a job or two, but they must have thought, hey, Indian American, he's probably good in software. <laughs> Let's see what he's all about. Uh, so the stereotype yeah, works, uh, yeah, yeah, works it, the other way. It works oh, well. both ways. So, okay. Yeah, but hmm. I can't speak for everyone. You know, I'm sure there are lots of people who've grown up here who have different stories to tell. So it's a mixed bag. Well, let's leave it at that, scratching the surface, and uh, we're going to come back and visit the rise of India, America. By the way, uh, Sandeep and I live maybe less than a mile away from one of the largest uh, concentrations of Indian Americans, and it's an amazing area. The impact of the Indian community is even felt more so probably in Rogers Park yep. uh, for that reason. But it's fascinating. It's a, It's such a... a an amazing thing to watch happen in, in our lifetimes, this yeah. rapid acceleration, I would say. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited about it. And as always, we like having you guys uh, listen on this podcast. And I'm Marty McCormack. And I'm Sandeep Gopal. And you're listening to Strung Out. Thank you for listening. For more information about this show or a transcript, visit martinmccormack.com. While there, sign up for our newsletter. See you next time on Strung Out. It's all so wrong, this pain we feel makes no sense at all. A swan song wasn't part of the deal, was no good call. Giving out joys, giving out steps.